Welcome to Potlucky, a Weed Sommelier podcast. My name is Liz, and I am your host at Weed Sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for going on nine years, and I'm located in southern Maine, where it's legal, medically, and recreationally. Um, my guest, Richard, uh, is currently trying to spark the joint, um, so I guess the smoke break's happening now, but um, how would you like to introduce yourself, Richard? Well... My name is Richard, but everybody calls me Dickie. Uh, long-time marijuana enthusiast. Uh, I've been smoking for about 13-plus years now. Uh, I've always, always enjoyed it. was so happy to see it get recreationally legalized in our state. I uh, used to be a DJ and producer of hip-hop instrumentals. Been to a lot of parties in my days. Seen a lot of different strains of weed. And yeah, yeah, that's that's me. All right. So uh, the way the show works, I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I do not have my phone in front of me, uh, so I'm gonna do this off the cuff. Um, but how long have you been a weed consumer? About thirteen and a half years. All right. Uh, do you have any experience in the weed world at all? Like any weed accolades you'd feel proud of? Um. Well, I started growing weed when I was like 13 years old, and uh, uh, I've always smoked, I used to smoke hellacious amounts of weed. I, I don't smoke as much as I used to, but I used to smoke like ounce blunts at a time. It was, it was kind of gratuitous. It's because I, I like grew up knowing every pot dealer in town. They were all good friends of mine, so they would always have me roll ridiculous amounts of weed. Uh, so in Maine, I know it's called junior high as opposed to middle school. What, did that start in high school, junior high? Uh, so it was uh, freshman year for me. Uh, so the first time I ever smoked, um, I was 14, 13, I think. And uh, I, was at, I was at the library with my brother. And a friend of ours, Mike, asked us if we wanted to go have a drink with him. It was also the first time I ever drank. Lo and behold, it was got crossfaded <laughs> real quick. We go over to his house, and he, like, pours up a drink. And I walk into the living room, and I said, Hey, what's this on your counter? It looks like a cigar. And he's like, Oh, that's a blunt. And I said, What's a blunt? And my brother looked at me, and he's like, Oh, man, you're going to learn today. So we all sat down. He lit it up. I took my first hit, and I don't like to do anything half-assed, so I, like, took the absolute biggest hit that I could possibly take and you took the absolute biggest ass out of that oh yeah you could take. and it hurt oh my gosh it was the first time I had ever smoked anything so it killed my lungs and then the only thing that I had to drink to like soothe the burn was Sprite mixed with vodka Christ. Oh yeah, that it was like <laughs> something like your your throat would start hissing and crackling like a hot you know a hot pan. Of oh yeah, a stream of water. Yeah, basically, and yeah, it was a fun time. I I got I got really high and a little bit drunk, and I don't remember much after that. Yeah, I mean you know sometimes I mean we've all ditched a pair of panties in the woods. I don't like you know we've all <laughs> abandoned a pair of shorts somewhere. Like, yeah. I think, you know, there are worse experiences to be had, and that seems like a particularly memorable one. Yeah. Would you like to know about this week's weed product? Yeah, absolutely. The face, the face of the microphone. Yeah, okay. sorry. No worries. 
Um, so this week's weed product, you actually have the container in your hand, so you're going to have to pass it my way. This was a bit impromptu. You know, this is, I think, is the shortest time I've gone from planning an episode to recording it. That brain total of probably two hours. Um, yeah. Um, so this is Joey Nuns 207 uh, Strain. Well, I mean, the, the packaging is a bit hard to read because it is holographic, which, while I think it is very cool, um, you know, a bit, bit screwy to try to parse. Um, mm. Platinum Gushers, this is their Platinum Gushers pre-roll. I picked this up recently at a weed event um, hosted by Independent Diamond Brokers and kicked ass. I kicked my own ass. I walked a lot. I talked a lot. Um, many fine people, many fine different weeds to, to sample and whatnot. Come to our next event. I don't know when that is, so I'll have to put it in post. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, before you know, we get on to the smoke break, we have the munchy moment to talk about. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? Well, it's it's a toss up between number one, Seven uh, Eleven pizza with their chili and cheese. Chili and cheese just makes the pizza a lot better. Otherwise, it's like not very tolerable, and. Uh, a McGangbang from McDonald's. Oh, that okay, is... you're gonna have to tell me what that is. Oh, you don't know what a McGangbang is? Alright, so this is what you do. You take a McDouble, right? And you open the sandwich by the patties, like, split it open in half. And then you take a McChicken, and you slap it right in the middle of the McDouble. It's essentially like what some people would call a KO burger, which is just a burger with a chicken patty as well. Okay. So it's just a double cheeseburger with a McChicken fit right in the middle. It's a big sandwich. That sounds obnoxious to try to eat. I think it is a make, little bit. <laughs> we need to make sandwiches longer and not wider. Like yeah, I already exactly, fit my mouth right? around so <laughs> little. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, our audience can probably guess this, and I can guess this by the fact that I can see a charred joint hanging out in your hand, but are you ready to do some weed? Oh, I sure am. Let's do it. My name is Liz Lane, and I suffer from a chronic illness. I spend most of my time focusing on taking care of myself in pain management. However, there are certain things I just can't do for myself that make a huge difference when it comes to my quality of life. I've been working with my massage therapist, Kayla, at Ascension Massage since she was a student. Kayla and I have developed a trust that allows me to relax and her to accomplish bodywork that leaves me feeling like my pain no longer consumes me constantly. Massage therapy has given me part of my life back that I thought was gone for good. Kayla and her mother, Carrie, are accepting clients seven days a week in Kennebunk. Reach out to them at ascensionmassagemain.com and they'll be in touch. We are back. Richard has a weed word that he would like to share with us. If you or a friend have a word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. All right, take it away, Richard. So, today's weed word of the day is clip. So, if you've ever put out a joint or a blunt, not quite at roach status, but before that, where it's more like half a joint or half a blunt, it is referred to as a clip. Alright, and now you gotta use that in a sentence. Hey buddy, you got you got any roaches? Uh, no, but I got a clip. Nice. Ah, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Um, Alright, we're moving on to PuffCast peer review. How are you feeling? 
fantastic actually I like the high from this, this particular strain it's very nice very mellow I, I had to climb a lot of stairs earlier to no fault of my own. Well, you know, just anyone's fault. It just had to happen. Um, and now my legs feel real shitty, but I'm also feeling better because of this I'm weed. I'm sorry about that. No worries, man. It's not your fault. You live, where, you live on top of a yeah. fucking tower tied yeah. by a dragon. It's rough. It's why my legs are so strong. Well, this weed's pretty strong, in my yeah. opinion. I forgot to like do the the normal like sniff in the pre roll and whatnot, and trying to get like notes from it. But I do agree, it was really earthy and it had kind of like a like a like a churchy grandma funk yeah. to it. Like it was hanging like she like it's you a joint. like it's like a little bit of perfume, but mostly dust. Like it was hanging <laughs> out in her purse, and she's like, "Oh, dear, here, have this weed," <laughs> um, and pinches you on the cheek. That's what this joint tastes like, and it, you know what? It's a blessing. It's not, you know. Uh, the packaging leaves a bit to be desired. Their safety triangle, I don't think, is nearly uh, large enough. Um, but their packaging, their oh, packaging yeah. is fun. I didn't even see the safety triangle, so yeah, you definitely have a point there. Yeah, and the the label is a little bit hard to read, at Joey Nugs 207. It's in kind of like a graffiti-style font, and I appreciate the uniqueness of it. And I can, you know, recognize yeah. it as out of all the other ones. It has a green, you know... I just like the color scheme, the the green and the purple and the yellow together. I, I think it looks nice. Other than that, yeah, it is a little bit hard to read, especially with how reflective that holographic yeah. bit is. And yeah, they, it looks like they wrote it on here by hand in a marker. I would get appreciative of having gotten, having gotten this, but I also have questions like, okay, well, when was this weed harvested? Like, some people have a yeah. QR code and uh, an address or a phone number. Um, this looks like they put a sticker <coughs> on it, and you know, that's this is the kind of networking events I go to. I can appreciate the uniqueness of this, um, but I have, you know, some some wants and some desires yeah, from this. Yeah, there's pros and cons to it, mostly cons, but it is nice well, for what on. it is. The biggest pro in here? Sell some weed. Yeah, true. Yeah, so that is That is the big pro. Yeah, and you know, I think that big pro outweighs all the other pros. I got it at a weed event, like a networking thing where people yeah. know what weed is, but um... Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna give this a number. Probably closer to like a like a six. I have some desires from this that were not met, um, but other than that, enjoyable. Um, tasted like a mint from Grandma's purse. Um, <laughs> and now we're into blowing smoke, the interview portion. Uh, you talked about your first experience with weed, um, but you know I also have questions like, what does your history of consumption look like? Well, uh, so when I first started smoking weed I would only smoke like a joint at max in a day but once I like once I had turned like 18 or 19 I was smoking ridiculous amounts of both weed and dabs and eating edibles all the time because I lived with one of my pot dealers and then our next door neighbor was the guy he got his shit from so we were just like constantly in great supply of abundant amounts of weed yeah i man i i've had a, a a sibling that's worked in a bookstore for as long as i can remember and uh, no one else got books without their covers on it i thought that was a thing everyone experienced but it turns <laughs> out like you're supposed to destroy them um my sister would save a few that looked interesting and we would read them and she would bring them home and i'm like yeah. man turns out this isn't a universal experience for everyone not everyone has a, like a book dealer yeah 
Alright, so uh, the, this is probably the most interesting episode I've done this season so far. Like, woo, season seven. But I noticed your advertisement on Facebook Marketplace, and I'd really like to hear, you know, how that came about and what, you know, what you posted. I don't know. I've always, like, thought about it in the back of my head. Like, I'd like to just be a private chef that just cooks for, like, one household. That's it. And it's like... There, there are people that do that, and I, I've always had the idea, like, for the past, like, four years since I, like, really got into cooking and really decided that it was the career that I wanted to go with, and I just, I don't know, I was, I woke up this morning and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try, I'm, I'm gonna see. I, I, I literally mostly just did that just to see how serious of inquiries I would get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, in what volume? Of- Actually, like, I've had, I had, like, three or four people that actually were, like, seriously inquiring, and I was, like, really surprised to see that. One of them even said he would pay me more than I was asking for, and he had a guest house that I could stay in. That's bananas. Yeah. Um, and how much, how much were you asking for a week, which is the Just $420 a week. So, I, I don't know, I just thought, like, 60 bucks a day sounded not bad, and I multiplied it by four, or seven, and I was, like... Yep, 420. I didn't even think about it. I, I like I, I was literally just woke up. Man, I you know, I have to check early in April and I don't know what date is. I'm like, is it April Fools? Like, is it April already? And I'm like, no, this gentleman generally responded to my messages and recognized me from <laughs> other other places on social yeah. media. Um, so what you did this this morning. Yeah. Uh, we're having this interview probably, I don't know, like 15 hours later. Or some number. I did look at my wrist instead of a watch. Yeah. Um, I saw that. Yeah. So, what kind of foods were you imagining? You know, a live-in, like a fern dresser type. Anything, literally anything. And I love cooking new food. That's my thing. I don't. I don't want to just cook the same stuff over and over again. That like gets boring. I, I like to like branch out into different cultures and then like try fusions and stuff. It's fun. It's really fun. Cooking is, like, my favorite thing to do. My, my grandmother was teaching me how to cook breakfast from scratch when I was four years old. So I've been doing this a very long time. It comes, like, second nature to me at this point. Yeah. So cooking from breakfast from scratch, what did that consist of? Like, making pancakes, like, actual, like, flour, milk, eggs, mixing it up, fucking throwing it on the, like, on the yeah, frying pan. Making French toast from scratch, eggs, cinnamon, fucking all that shit. You ever make your own bread? Have I ever made my own bread? I see. That's the one thing I'm not very good at is baking. I don't. I don't do baking a whole lot. I I have made bread one time, and I it wasn't bad, but like it's not something I'm particularly good at. Yeah. So what? It's the one thing I do need to work on. What would you say is the first thing that you like really made that you made that you're really proud of? Oof. That's that's a tough question. Uh, um, for, so for me, it was being able to make a perfect like tomato hollandaise sauce. So I make this. It's like a grilled. It's like a grilled cheese and tomato soup fused with eggs Benedict. Wow. You put like two poached eggs on two pieces of grilled cheese and then tomato hollandaise sauce over that, and it's fucking delicious and hollandaise sauce is just such a bitch to make it's one of the most traditional sauces like it's one of the five like traditional mother sauces and it's so fucking hard to make because like if you if you heat it up too much for like literally two seconds like 10 degrees it's done like it's it's garbage you gotta throw it away 
You can't even use it. So, uh, did you say um, mother sauces? Yeah, the five mother sauces. Um, I'm not familiar with all of them, but you, hollandaise is one? Yeah, I do believe. And then there's Bernays sauce. Uh, there's sauce tomat. There's velouté. I think it's velouté. And I can't remember the one that's like beef. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the weird one that it's hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, so how, so you, you mentioned your grandmother, you know, giving you a formative interest in cooking. Were there any programs in school that, you know, you went towards, like? No, I actually didn't, like, I didn't really, after I got out of middle school and into high school, I stopped, like, really actually participating in school. I used to be a straight-A student, and then once I had, like, formed a social life, I stopped like going to school, eventually dropped out and then got my GED. I have a couple of friends that got their GED because, you know, traditional schooling didn't work for them, so congratulations yeah. on achieving that. Uh, so where have you, what, are, what kind of cooking credentials do you have? So I've worked at Sea Salt Lobster, which is a decent restaurant over here in Saco. I've worked at Run of the Mill, which is also in Saco, really good. That's, that's the last place that I worked at. Uh, I worked at the porthole in the old port. That place was really like bougie. Like Gordon Ramsay's eaten there. Really? Yeah. Wild. Like recently. Oh wow. Like right, actually, I think it was like a month before I started working there. And that was like one of my favorite jobs because at that place we would do like once a month, we would do this big, or no, I think it was once, twice a month. I don't, I don't know. It was a big wine dinner for like like really expensive food and wine like we were making like fine dining shit like beef like single serving beef wellington it was like a five course what? menu that's a bananas thing to say single serving beef wellington those yes those are so fucking finicky filet mignon in a fucking yeah it, it's crazy it was so fun like creme brulee like fresh creme brulee like Oh my god, it was it was insane. It was a five course menu every time and he always so the chef there, his name is his name was Gary Petros. He's left now. He he's I'm pretty sure he's like cooked for like two different presidents in his lifetime. Wow. Yeah, he, he's like 68 or probably 70 now. He's got like throat cancer, so he can't even eat his food now like solid. He has to eat it like blended. But like when he's cooking and shit, you know, he, he'll be, he'll sit there and taste it and then just spit it out into the trash so that he, he knows, you know, because you can't not fucking, yeah. you I, have to know how it tastes. There was, a, on the topic of Gordon Ramsay and tasting food, there were a couple, like, vegan competitors on MasterChef that actually made it pretty far. Like, there was one that weighed yeah. into the top three, and she, I don't know if she tasted it, but I'm curious, you know, like, I'm a pescatarian, and so I would... I cook for people and I cook meat for other people, but I, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about tasting it for other people. Normally I'll just ask them to do it, but I don't know, I don't want to like taste something and like spit it out. Like that feels yeah. disrespectful to the animal, you know, that's feeding these people. I suppose. I mean, it's, it's, it's only the, like the smallest portion just for the sake of making sure that it's, yeah, but I, I get where you're coming from. I have the guilt. Yeah, <laughs> the I, guilt. I inherited that. Yeah. You have the white guilt. Oh, not necessarily no, just, just white guilt, the Catholic guilt. I have a oh, bunch man. of... I stepped on a snail the other day, and I oh, felt really God. bad about it. 
It's like, That's some guilt right there. It's like the opposite side of a fall leaf crunch. It's a snail shell crunch, oh, and you're man. just like, "That's a bummer." That makes me cringe a little bit because I can, I can like hear the yeah. sound in my head. Yeah, and that's where the guilt stays. That's yeah. that's, uh, that's the guilt echo chamber. Is snail shell crushing noises. That's 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 tough. Yeah. Um, all right, it's getting pretty cold out here. Yeah. So, it is. is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? Uh. Would you eat snails? Would like I eat escargot? Um, I don't know. Probably. I've had escargot. It turns out my twin sister is allergic to it. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. So, where would you like people to find you? Where would I like people to find me? Yes. Like, do you have an Instagram? Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I got Instagram. DJ Vitamin underscore D. Nice. Uh, all right, that is all the time we have for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washwoman as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your Swift materials and tag me in an app, Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on Anchor.fm. You'll hear from me next week. Richard, on the other hand, will be kicking ass in the kitchen, so we're going to say goodbye together. Uh, goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>